You recording? Well, well, well. Jake told me to rein it in before we start recording, but I'm not going to do that because chicken nuggets are good for me. Welcome to Jubilee Street, a music podcast. You're going to hear that in the theme song in just a second. I'm Ian McCurtis. He's Jake Curtis. Today, June, Jubilee. June is done. We're all prided out. It's now July, and that means the year's halfway good pride. over. And this is our halfway to Juby's episode. What does that mean? Here, here, here. I don't know. Listen and find out. There was a podcast named Jubilee Street, a music podcast hosted by Jake and Pierre. I'm a man who can never die. And this has been your first taste of Spanish 102. The semester I get inside your cabeza. So we've been hyping up this Halfway to Juby's episode. And we got a lot of writing. For those who are new, who this this happens to be your first episode of Jubilee Street, welcome. Every episode we started is someone's as a, first. That's what Stanley said. So uh, basically the Jubies are... Our uh, sort of titular seminal award show yeah. we do once a year. It's usually one of our last episodes um, before we rein in for that next big year. Uh, so this one's going to be for 2022. We're halfway to that Juby mark. So today we're going to talk about what albums we've really liked. Um, you know, we might shout out some episodes where we covered the records we're talking about so you can go back and listen to those. It's all downhill from here. So... Um, Without further ado, Ian, uh, let's kick it off. What, uh, this is the time. Like, air your <laughs> grievances. Talk about the uh, the music that you haven't been well, able to to preach about on the on the podcast. This is for this is for you. This is for me. This is for the listeners. You said you wanted to make dinner at ten thirty, and if I started airing my grievances with you, we'd be here till three a.m. What? It's I eat it like I'm in Italy. Like I like to eat my food. Isn't it crazy that we can do like an it- Italian accent and it's not racist? I feel like it's going to be. Yeah, I think soon. we talked about that before. You can make fun of like Irish people and Italian people. That's about it. All right. Well, we're going to talk about some Irish stuff. So uh, keep, in, keep in mind that. So first, we, we didn't run over these bits, but Jake, I'm, I want to run off. That's me chopping at the bit. I want to run off the new music episodes we did this year mm-hmm. so far. Run them up. And then I, I want you to tell me which one. Don't tell me which one was your what was your favorite album. But just viscerally, which episode do you remember being the most fun? Okay. Yeah. So okay. we started off with the weekend, right when the year started. Mm-hmm. Earl sweatshirt. Mm-hmm. FKA Twigs, Black Country, New Road, Big Thief. That's a good one. Uh, she'll, oh no, that wasn't new. Um, then we did Drug Church. There is a new Shelper Ray album, if that's what you're going to say, that drops. Soul Glow, Orville Peck, Vince Staples, Pusha T, Kendrick Lamar, The Smile, Fontaine's DC, and Barty Strange. Uh, I think the most fun one we talked about was Drug Church, because it was just fun to talk about Patrick Kinlan and kind of, you know, chat about, like, our history with, like, punk music and our limited sort of knowledge of hardcore music and how that the sort of like Patrick Kinlan eye roll of it all. I thought Solo was the most fun because as, as uh, someone with self-destructive tendencies, we were, we were yeah. waiting in murky waters 
like mm-hmm. like trying yeah, to talk we about. We were pretty much asking for yeah, it. And it was just really fun to me to try to like uh, not sound like an idiot and just like it, it, it took us out of our comfort zone. Yeah, I don't know. I tagged them in a big like Instagram post I made basically just being like, we loved this album and they didn't really like repost it or reblog it, whatever you call it on Instagram. So maybe they heard the episode and they're like, fuck these guys. Which I don't think so, dude. Nope. They're, they're torn with Michael mm-hmm. Romance. They got better things to do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Circus Survive, probably going to be up in that tour bracket somewhere. Uh, I saw they're doing a show in like, um, shoot, I can't remember where it is, but the lineup's awesome. It's got like Show Me the Body and Z Loopers and like, it's, it looks like so much fun. I wish I could go. Now, any of those episodes, do you remember not being fun? I don't, I don't know. I have fun every time we record. Um, I feel like they were all pretty fun. The Soul Glow episode was a little bit weird because subject matter-wise, it was, you know, our perspective's not necessarily, you know, we're, we're pretty much just going to set ourselves up to, like, sound stupid at some times, so you have to be open to that. But it was fun. I think I liked them all. I, I never really dislike an episode. If I'm tired, maybe, in the moment, but afterwards, I usually feel okay about them. I've, I feel like maybe The Smile, probably, if I had to pick one. It's, and it's not that I disliked the album. I just feel like maybe that episode wasn't as fun. It wasn't, a, it wasn't so much to really dive into with that album, maybe, but that's me kind of grasping at straws. I found the Earl episode to be the hardest because it... Because Earl's so yeah. dense, it was hard to like even know how to talk about it. Yeah, he's one of those guys like, oh, you don't want to yawn at his music, that's for sure. Well, you just um, did. And uh, I think that would that would make an, a fun like you know revisit or you know kind of coming back to that record like. But I will be honest, sort of to just cap off like talk about like where we're at with all the new music we've talked about. What, what, hold on. Did I ask you, uh, you... Okay, so you said your least favorite one. I don't want to move too far past it. Did you have anything else you wanted to cover with those past episodes? No. And not even least favorite okay. one, just that one I felt like was the heart. You know, sometimes we cover an it was album. It's hard to talk about that album. Yeah, and it it's like, dense. you know, some of them, like, I don't know, like the Black Country New Road. We could have done a three-hour episode. We both had... So much to say. Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. And Earl is just so dense and also like abstract with how he raps that I was just like, I don't know what I'm going to say to Jake. Well, you know, us sort of talking about music that we like is, it's not really like a new thing. Like I feel like for pretty much since I moved out here, we've had some way that we've like posted an article or we've done some kind of mashup where we put out like an article or a blog post or an episode about mm-hmm. like all the music that we liked at the end of the year. So this has just sort of become a tradition of our friendship that we turned into the Jubies because it's just a funny name for an award show and kind of makes me think of Jollibee. I don't know if you ever heard of Jollibee. That's one of those like holy grails yes. for like fast food fans. Oh, yes. I, I'm going to be hitting one up soon when I go to Chicago next well, yeah, you should uh, give me the review and make sure you try the spaghetti. Yeah, I am. I am so thrilled to find that there's a fast food place that serves spaghetti. There's one of my coworkers uh, in the Philippines. She talks about uh, longan longan a or something like that. It's like a Filipino style sausage. Um, 
that sounds really good. Maybe they'll have that at Jollibee. I don't know. Jollibee is like a Filipino mm -hmm. chain, so I think. Uh, and then whenever you get out here to visit in San Diego, there's Jollibee's out here too. Um, I don't know if it's vegan, so, but they have a mango pie that's supposed to be like the best dessert in all of the fast food world. I'd love to, I'll have to look that up. Unfortunately, I've looked at their menu and I kind of just, I'm like, I wish I'd eaten this before I went vegan because <laughs> yeah, it looks okay. awesome. The fried chicken sounds good. Um, anyway, uh, what were we talking about? Uh, you were talking about doing these episodes. I was talking about how it was hard. To oh, oh. Yeah, so let's kind of just like jump right into it. So there's some stuff that we talked about that I feel like I enjoyed a lot when mm -hmm. we were preparing for the episode and I haven't come back to it. Uh, Earl Sweatshirt's one of those records. Uh, Big Thief and their new record is another one that I haven't returned to at all. I just don't know if I'm a Big Thief person. A big, I, I need big to, Thief fan. I'm not a big, big Thief fan. Maybe. And it's not that they're not a good band. Maybe I'm just not cool enough to get it. I binged a couple of like EPs and like uh, some more weirdo stuff, you know, maybe not to the listeners, but you know, I, I call it weirdo because I kind of feel like the electronic music I like, I don't know, I don't have a lot of people in my immediate circle who always listen to that stuff. So I kind of binged that uh, leading up to this episode, just checking out some new stuff. So I had some new things to talk about. Um, stuff that I still really enjoy and I think will probably still be my number one spot at the end of the year is going to be the new Soul Glow record. I love that album. Um, Diaspora Problems is hands down like one of my favorite things I've heard in years. Uh, the only reason I haven't listened to it in the last two months is because I've wanted to like check out new stuff and not wear myself out on it. But as of I think today of recording, uh, today we're recording on the 7th of July, uh, they put out a new music video for Gold Chain Punk. And I didn't get to watch all of it, but it looks really good so far. Um, they're blowing up. If you don't know about them, buy the record, support them. They're awesome. They're just an incredible band. And so I've got that up there. Uh, I've really come around. They moved up my ladder to Skinty Fia by Fontaine's DC. Um, I kind of wish that their band name was Skinty Fia. Yeah, that is a good I name. I just feel like I that's like such it. a cool name. So that's kind of, that was my reference earlier about how we're going to keep it Irish. I think that the majority of that album is fucking awesome jackie down the line big shot the self-titled track nobakov um or nabakov <laughs> and then the uh i love you like i that that album is uh i, I don't like saying banger it seems like cringe to me to say that but it's it goes hard it's a great album and it and it rocks it's sim simply put it's rock and roll i'll say it it's got a lot of bangers it's got a lot of I like saying knee slappers. That's what I say. It's the Kentucky boy. In um, let's see if there's anything else I want to shout out before I hand it over to you. Uh, Ants from up here, Black Country, New Road, definitely up there. Oh, shit. I think also probably sec like uh, number two spot right now is Gotta Give It Up by Sweat. That album fucking rocks. It feels weird to put it on there because I don't feel like it's like my favorite thing, but it is like incredibly consistent and awesome and it sounds great and the raps are awesome so i think um it's almost dry by Pusha t's up there and then the kendrick album is the easy one uh bronco by oval peck i think is really great 
Um, hygiene with, by Drug Church, probably not going to make the top 10 right now. Even, even if I only had, if that was like, if it was, if that was on the list, it would be 10. It's not that it's a bad record. It's just not something that stuck with me. Um, and then I've got some kind of noisy, like ambient stuff on here, but recently there, the stuff that we've checked out, uh, that I've checked out. So we did Barty Strange on a, on a past episode. Uh, I haven't really come back to that. I didn't enjoy it as much as, uh, Live Forever, his record before, but in the last couple of days, I checked out Spiro World by a band named Time Warp. Uh, I checked out the Icons EP by Two Shell. I checked out this band called the Bobby Lees Hollywood Junkyard EP. And then I checked out this artist who's, I guess, like a mainstay, like electronic, like dark electronic artist um, called J.K. Flesh. And he had an EP called, called Veneer of Tolerance. I also checked out this guy who does like, or yeah, I think it's a guy. Uh, they, they do like club kind of beats but it's like really pretty and kind of hypnotic called Daphne kind of, you know, the name kind of made me think of Sophie sounds kind of similar. Um, Scooby-Doo reference. Yeah, maybe, Scooby-Doo. Um, so that's, that's sort of my, you know, the stuff I wanted to ha- like throw out there. So Ian, I'll hand it over to you. If you want to talk about like any of that stuff, um, you know, we're keeping this pretty like free form that, you know, shout out free form, uh, the streaming service, formerly uh, ABC free- family. Shout out Freebie, uh, the new Amazon streaming service. Um, what about you? What you got on the docket? Well, I'm going to throw it right back to you because I had a question for you. Do you, do you find okay. that right. most of the new music you've listened to this year has been stuff we've covered? Or has it been mostly other stuff that we didn't happen to do an episode for or a mix? Half and half. It's usually half and half since we've done the podcast, yeah. It's usually like some of it's stuff we talk about. A lot of it is also not stuff we talk about. Like... Z Loopers put out a project called like Wet FM or something like that. Well, I should probably get it right in case he ever listens to this. He probably won't. It's called Get Wet Get Wet FM, which I think was kind of, seemed a little bit like grabbing from uh, Dawn FM. You know, like there's like a whole mm. and then FM by Vince Staples. But you know what it it is what it is. Radio stations are public dam- domain. You can name an album FM. Nikki FM. Wasn't I really that, liked like, that a, a emo song like Hawthorne Heights or something. Yep, Hawthorne Heights. Shout out Hawthorne Heights. Um, would love to have him on the podcast. Uh, Dream guest. But, sorry, I, I, you probably picked up a lot of noise there. I dropped my phone. Um, I'm going to just put it down there for a minute. Sorry to the listeners if that fucked up my audio. Uh, so what was your question? Yeah, so <clears throat> half and half would be my answer. Yeah, I think, I don't know what your thought process is. I guess we don't really ever talk about this. Like when we decide a new album we want to cover, not only do I try to like, think of something I think we both would like, but I also want to pick something that's like interesting, whether it's like politically interesting or there's some gimmick to the artist. Like there's a lot of records I like this year that I didn't bring to the table because I just didn't think it'd make a great episode. Well, yeah. So there's stuff on the list. Like um, there's this project I found called Abandon All Hope by an artist called Super Savant. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, that's right. Super Savant's the artist. And it's just kind of like dark, kind of ambient, like a lot like that Creeps band that I mentioned in past UB episodes. Um, I just didn't feel like you'd get that much out of it. It's just kind of mood music. And then uh, all the stuff I listed at the end, except for the Bobby Lees, like Spiro World by Time Warp is just sort of an ambient, like chill record. It's really good. Like, I think you should listen to it, but I... 
it wouldn't necessarily be something we could talk about other than being like, this is really pretty and the compositions what, are really well done. What was that again? Sorry, I was looking something up in my notes. No, I was just talking about uh, Spiro World by Time Warp. Oh, okay. Actually, One of those electronic actually, artists you just mentioned, I did listen to the EP. I can't remember which one it was. It was the one that it just was probably the one Pitchfork did. Last week, yeah. Icons, Two Shell is the yeah. artist. Yeah. The, the beats on that were awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's awesome. I try not to get all my music recommendations from Pitchfork, but they, the, I go to them, I check Bleep, I do The Quietus, and I checked Punk News, actually, this week. I haven't done that in years. I'm, I'm uh, Reddit r slash indie heads for me. I need to check that more. That's a good and idea. Hip, I don't ever check heads. there. I used to be on hip-hop heads constantly, but I have not checked that. Uh, this guy, yeah, shout out Ray. I don't know your last name, but he's in our Slack channel with uh, 11 oh, O'Clock yeah. Comics. Good he knows all about the... He, he always puts us on to some good stuff. The uh, Dungeons of Doom record that I threw on by Sons of Andre, it was on our Jubies last year. Um, that was something he posted about in the Slack that I would never have probably found, so that was really cool. <clears throat> hip hop heads is great but like the comment section can be a nightmare just like i think Awful. it's just like a lot of like 12 year old kids yeah yeah but indie heads a lot of jack harlow fans indie heads is pretty okay it's just a mm -hmm. lot of like stuff i feel like you'd find on 4chan on hip hop heads yeah just like yep i don't know anyway so some of the records i really like this year that i didn't bring to the table regina specter um yeah it's mostly like singer songwriter stuff that I feel like isn't Jake's bread and butter. And There's going to be a little bit of mic noise here. I'm just adjusting my mic. Sorry. Oh, it's all good. So, yeah, the Regina Spectre record. <clears throat> There's this artist from Kentucky named S.G. Goodman who put out a folk record called Teeth Marks that I was really mm -hmm. into. Camp Cope, Let's Eat Grandma. Um, I think that's it on the, on the singer-songwriter-y kind of stuff. I really love the Beach House record from this year, but... Their stuff's so dreamy. I've Just never liked Beach House. Over you. I've tried yeah, no, so many not times. A big fan, so we didn't do that. There is one record I know I people really who listen to Beach House and they cry. They're like, "I saw Beach House live," and I and I was like, I, "I'm I'm like I'm I, I'm so happy that you love them so much." Like that genuinely makes me happy. But I could not care less about that band. <laughs> yeah, I don't find them like that emotional to me. They just have this way of making melodies that are super catchy to me. And I always feel like I don't like them that much. Like if you just asked me point blank, are you a be big beach house fan? I'd be like, no, mm -hmm. but I do listen to them pretty often. Cause it's just like catchy and nice to listen to. Hey, will you ask me that question about beach house? Oh, are you a big beach house fan? More of a uh, cabin in the woods kind of guy. Kind of guy. I'm more of a Airbnb and a dingy corner of, Shibuya kind of guy. More of a uh, Pacific Northwest high-end boutique hotel kind of guy. Yeah, you are. You want you want water in a in a cedar-aged wood crate taken down Mount Rainier. Uh, mm -hmm. And the waters was carbonated by hand by a local artisan who like used like yeah, and a some shop. old bike pedals that he found at a Goodwill mm -hmm. to like carbonate the barrel. That's what they tell you, but it was actually done by his cadre of three-year-old kids. Hey, oh, oh, I don't need to know. I don't need to know that. I don't need to know. <laughs> uh, yeah, but you were saying about Beach House. 
There's two records that I, I did really want to cover that I think would make great episodes, but they were on weeks where like a lot of stuff came out, so we don't always get around to everything. Those are the new Joyce Manor record and Saba, the rapper. Oh, did you like the new Joyce Manor record? I thought it was the best record they've done in 10 years, but I still, you know, it's not nearly as good as the first three. I saw a lot of mid-reviews about everything they've put out since... Um What's the one? It's got the girl on the cover. It's got like a great. They, they, their first three records have like great. Never album hung covers. over again. Yeah, that album is perfect. I think that the record before it is even better. That's my favorite and one. Then, I feel like that's a, that's like the real heads. That's the favorite one of all things. I will <laughs> soon grow tired. And I didn't like that as much as I liked. Uh, what's the first one? It's just called Joyce Manor, right? It's like a self-titled. Yeah. It's it, it used to be like a leather jacket EP or something, and then they put. They put it out as like a mix or something. I don't remember exactly, but yeah, big band, great band. It's sad that I don't like, is I don't really follow them much anymore. But I'll check out Forty Ounces to Fresno. Joyce Maynard's record's great because even if it's easy to check out, the records are like at the longest twenty minutes long. I think mm-hmm. that second record is like eleven minutes long. Yeah, it clocks under fifteen. That's for sure. And you just want to keep but, playing it. Yeah, I mean. It's really, it's like the Descendants model. Like, that's how the Descendants records were. Make your songs that's, like a minute and 15 seconds and just catchy as fuck. I like how we're doing an, ep- an episode about 2022 music and I'm asking about an album from like the mid to 2010s. Uh, that's the album with the Video Killed the Radio Star cover on it, right? That's the second record, yeah. Yeah, that album is flawless, I believe. Yeah, that was the peak. We were... On Joyce Manor early. I guess. Well, I don't remember. You, you who were of playing us. the self titled in your car one day, and I probably I found really them on liked, Tumblr. Um, Constant Headache is the one. It sounds like Yellow mm-hmm. by Coldplay. It does. <laughs> and then, so that one, Leather Jacket, Famous Friend, Beach Community, Call Out. Those were kind of the ones I remember hearing in the car. And then, yeah. Uh, it's funny, it's dated for 2013 on Spotify, but that album probably came out in 2011 or 2012. I think so, yeah. 2011, actually, because of all things they will soon grow tired is dated for 2012 on Spotify. That probably isn't accurate, but um, these kind of ice skates... Yeah, no, we're, we, should do, we should do an episode about those like first two or three albums by them. We could cover them all in one episode. It'll be fun. Yeah, those are, those are great times. That, they were like one of the most exciting bands. Yeah, the uh, to me, the ending of the record, If I Needed You There, Bride of Usher, Violin Inside, and I'm Always Tired is like just one of the best fucking, just one of the best things ever. So we'll have, to, I, you know what? I'm glad you brought that up. I'll have to check out the new album. I don't know if I'll like it because I, I, you know how I am with things like, like, like if I were to have read, like if I, if I, if I had started by reading the best thing, bat, the best Batman thing ever written, there's a chance that I might just be the kind of person who's like, yeah, I never want to read Batman again because mm-hmm. it'll never I read be the good. best. It'll never be the. It'll never be better than this. Like, I think that's personally why I've I have I still haven't read all the volumes of Grant Morrison's Batman because I'm like I want to savor this while I can. <clears throat> um, but Batman also happens to have a lot of incredible writers. So, uh, what else you've been liking? Um. That's about all I wrote down, really. Oh, my favorite EP so far this year. This is uh, 
I guess the newest punk band I found out. It's a band called Sprints. Mm. Um, it's called a Modern Job EP, and mm-hmm. it's great. I, I I'm assuming from her accent they're from like Ireland or England or something. Um, it's just like a four or five song EP. Is that right? Yeah. You sleeping on that? That sounds like something I would listen to. I'm sure I sent it in song today. I mean, I, I listen to a lot of new, a lot of music. Mm-hmm. You're a music bibliophile. I'm a music bibliophile. Mm-hmm. Um, boops, and then, boops, like I said, that, that Saba record, which is probably my favorite hip-hop record of the year so far. Really? I put it oh, on wait. I, I no. don't think I got into it. Other than Kendrick. Kendrick's a given. I th- well, that's, that's kind of the next thing I was going to talk about, if, if you're okay with me moving along. Do you want to do that? Yeah, move along. So, uh, like what Muppets. are we? All American Rejects? Oh, you got that reference. Don't pretend you didn't. You just giving it a nod? Not acting like you didn't play it on Rock Band with me and Corey one night? I always thought the singer of um, that band looked like the guy that played Superman on Smalls. I don't know that actor's name, but he was in Cheaper by the Dozen. Um, <clears throat> the remake with Steve Martin. Uh, let's talk about that Kendrick record a little bit, huh? How you, how's that sitting with you? I still think it's amazing. I, you know, it'll be contending for the number one spot, I'm sure. So I don't think it's going to be a number one spot for me. I think it'll be smoking on top five. But it's not going to be number one. I think Soglow's got my number one spot for right now. And then Sweat... Probably a close second. <clears throat> Black Country, Until that New Mars Road, Volta maybe. Album comes out. We'll see. I'm not crazy about that single. I thought the single was just okay. And this I is, know again, Jake's... this is, this is again how I am. Like, I heard that, and then I was like, all I want to listen to is the fucking D Louse and the Comatorium and Francis the Mute and, you know, the stuff where it's like, ooh, yeah, ooh, yeah. You know, this is kind of a tangent. Have you watched Bohemian Rhapsody? No, I don't really care to, unless you're about to tell me it's amazing. <clears throat> it's fun. It wasn't, it wasn't mind-blowing, but um, it made me realize that, like, it makes so much sense that I like bands like Mars Volta and Coed and Cambria, because we were listening to, like, those bands on the way back from Ojai, and Haley was like, you really like bands with, like, dramatic singers, don't you? And I was like, yeah, I guess I kind of do. And then we, we, she suggested, like, she was like, I'm kind of tired. Like, I don't want to watch anything serious. And I was like, well, let's watch The Lighthouse. And she was like, oh. <laughs> You said, she said, <laughs> okay, you do not listen to your partner. Uh, so she was like, what about Bohemian Rhapsody? I've been wanting you to watch that for I don't want to watch mom. something serious. Let's put on Hereditary. <clears throat> My mom, yeah, well, that's, who are you talking to here, you know? The, for me, a light, a light viewing is like The Shining, like, extended cut or something, you know, or... You know, I'm like, I'm like, oh, I really want to watch Apocalypse Now Redux. I've never seen that. Uh, uh, you know what I mean? Me, we run into the same thing, me and Courtney. Because I never, I don't really ever want to watch like a light movie. Like if I, wa- wa- if I watch a movie, I want it to like ruin me emotionally. Yeah, that's how I am. I think it's just how we are. But uh, she was like, well, my mom and I really liked Bohemian Rhapsody back when it came out. Uh, do you want to watch that? And I said, well, not really. And she's like, why? And I'm like, well, I kind of heard it wasn't very good. And I, you know, I, I'm like, I don't mean to sound like a stuck up bitch, but I'm just like, if I hear from a lot of people that something's not good, I'd rather not waste my time. And she's yeah, like, well, you, you, should probably, heard... 
You just heard from Haley and her mom that it was good. So, but but uh, but it, it, it is what it is. Like they, she likes different movies than me. It just because they think it's good doesn't mean I think it's bad. It's just like. I might want to watch a horror movie instead. Like, there might be a horror movie that... Like, I've got so many movies on my chopping block. It's, all, it's not about, like, me questioning their taste. It's just, you know, I'd heard that outside of them. It was enough people, like... Some people were like, it's really good. There were more people that were like, you're going you're to make me sound bad here. Um, <laughs> I make, I'm making myself sound bad, probably. But I was like, you I've know what? i like 10 words. I'm like, you know what? Uh... Let's check it out. I have no reason to... I, I should form my own opinion. And I enjoyed the movie. Uh, I understand all the criticisms. I know virtually nothing about Freddie Mercury other than that he had AIDS, which I knew before Facts. the movie, and that he unfortunately died from it. And he was, for a short time, one of my favorite singers as a child because my mom had the Queen Greatest Hits on in the Astro Van growing up, and Fat Bottom Girls was my favorite song. And Bicycle Racing was my favorite song. Uh, fun fact, never had I, I still have not heard it in its entirety, the song Bohemian Rhapsody. So I still have to listen to that. But I loved Queen growing up. So the whole point of that tangent is to explain why to you, maybe you've always wondered like why I like shitty music in your eyes because you know, the singers actually know how to sing. Uh, that's why. I, I mean, I already knew that. I'll, I'll, you like singers that like, Sound like Freddie Mercury and Iron Maiden. And uh, the other thing I didn't know about him in that movie was he, uh, he was born with like an extra couple of teeth, so his jaw was bigger, and it allowed him to hit different notes. It's kind of interesting. Rami Malek was good in it. He was really good. I feel like... The weird thing about it, too, is Brian Singer directed it, and I didn't know that until the beginning of the movie... And I was like, what? Brian Singer directed this? And I was like... Shout out Sonya's high school up. friend. She was friends with Brian Singer? I don't think they were friends. They went to, the, they went to high school together, though. That's wild. Dude, fuck Brian Singer. But the, the movie, with whatever he did with it at that point, I'm sure that... I think it was around that time that, that controversy came out about him fucking those kids. Uh, yeah, it was. So I think they probably like handed over the rest of those duties to somebody else. But, I mean, I think Rami Malek still got like Best Actor or whatever, so... Something good he came did. of it. Unfortunate history, though. I think that movie just got mired in controversy as soon as that guy w was connected to it. And, you know, say what you will about X-Men, but X2 ain't bad. Have you ever heard the thing about Queen and Wayne's World? Yeah. Yeah, there's like a, we're not worthy, we're not worthy, that thing. Well, so, like, Bohemian Rhapsody is a huge part of that movie. Apparently... Yeah. Like, when we were kids, Queen was, like, in the classic rock pantheon. Apparently, Queen... I don't, I don't know how true this is, but I've heard that Queen was kind of a band that got forgotten about. And they, were, they just got, like, overlooked as far as, like, important 70s bands. It's interesting after, because they were still active, I think, uh, around the time I was born. Or he, that he was... That was close to when he died. True, and that could be part of it. A lot of times, if you keep going, you lose that, like luster um yeah but what i've heard is that after wayne's world came out americans started to like queen again and then they became like you know a quintessential classic rock band also i'm i was i felt really stupid about this but i had no idea queen was british until i saw that movie <laughs> i mean i just assume i assume or at least when i was a kid i mean now i know where most of those bands are from 
When I was a yeah. kid, I just assumed most classic rock bands were British. The but Rolling Stones seem like the least. Like if if one of them was American, the Rolling Stones seem American. Can you do a good impression of uh, Mick Jagger? Dude, I've listened to so little Rolling Stones in my life, I can't. I don't like the Rolling Stones. Will you do your Paul McCartney impression? No, oh, don't like the Rolling Stones. <laughs> it's so good, man. It's really good. Oh, Rocket Man. Um, <laughs> so uh, you guys didn't come here to listen to us talk about our thoughts on classic rock and Queen and movies directed by Brian Singer. Uh, you came here just to hear us talk about other albums that we like. So I got kind of, I got us kind of off topic. Ian, you were talking about, um, you know, some like EPs and stuff you were digging. You were talking about that. Um, Sprint's band. What do you think is your favorite? It could just be a song, an EP, an album. Your favorite thing that we didn't talk about. Well, anything jump um, to mind? I had every intention of talking about it on like a the ending of an episode, but that new that newest Z Loopers project. I guess he only put it out on Bandcamp. I think it mm-hmm. was in um it was dedicated to his dad. I don't know if something happened to his dad or recently or it happened in the past and he's dedicating it to him now. It's a really interesting project. It it sounds a lot like 90s music, uh like 90s R&B. And I don't know he kind of has blown up in the last couple of years. I've known about him since like 2012, 2013, I think. Maybe more like 2014. Um weird rapper, part of the Danny Brown Bruiser Brigade like crew. Um I don't know. I'm just excited by him. I loved, like, it didn't make my jubies because I, I think I got into it just like right after that episode came out, but I loved Van Gogh's left ear. Like, I thought that it was so good. It had some duds on it, but for the most part, it just fucking went hard. And he's got this crazy, like, licorice sounding voice. And so on Get Wet, Get Wet Great FM. Adjective. Um, he kind of dials it back a little bit. And to be honest, I kind of have left it alone for a little while so I could kind of come back to it, you know, f- still kind of fresh-faced. So that's something I really enjoyed. Um, I'm listening to this album right now that I think is going to end up being a contender. It is electronic music by an artist named Uzik. Uh, it's U apostrophe Z-I-Q. I think the album... I just started listening to it this week, so I, I don't know the name. Let me look it up. It's got a really cool cover. Uh, it's called Magic Pony Ride. It's like a pink, purplish cover um, with some like different colored wires or something on it. Uh, really cool production, kind of Aphex Twinny, uh, Square Pushery, you know, that kind of drum and bass, like jungly kind of stuff. Um, I'm using terms here that I'm never quite sure I'm using correctly, but I think the people who know what that is, they'll pick up on it. Um, check it out. It's really good. And I think they reissued some of his shit recently. Um, that would probably be my biggest, like, new, like, kind of surprise out of nowhere thing um, that, I ha- that we haven't talked about. But, uh, and I don't think it's something that I would bring up on the podcast because there's no vocals or anything. And I just feel like it'd just be a whole lot of us being like, man, it's good. You know, we've just got some bleeps and bloops. You know, you'd, I'd do, you would do your Paul impression. Um, and then I guess I'll put to you, what about, what do you think uh, is the thing that you've liked the most that we haven't talked about? 
Well, this one's new to me. It came out like only like three weeks ago, but I think it's definitely going to be on the Jubies, and that is that Regina Spector album, Home Before mm. and After. Well, you have always been a big uh, R. Specter fan. Yeah, since uh, since high school. Um, and it, if if you're someone who's listening that has never really checked her out, I would I would do so. I I think in like our world, she doesn't get the due that she deserves because I feel like when she first got popular when we were kids, she was in like commercials, like her songs. Yeah. So people were kind of like wrote her off as whatever, and then now like the next generation just knows her as the Orange Is the New Black theme song, but. Regina Spector's got, I mean, she has punk cred. Soviet Kitsch, like, is one of the best, like, indie punk records. She has so much emotion in her voice. She, you know, comes from a unique, like, Jewish-Russian background. Great storyteller. I mean, Regina Spector's just the best. Strong words from Ian McCurtis. That's been 91.9 FM. Uh, Regina Spector, Ian McCurtis. I would check out the song Lavology on this new record first. It's a, uh, you know, it'll make you cry. She's got a lot of songs that'll just make you cry. Um, can I ask on the cryometer how many times you cried listening to this? Oh, I don't know. Definitely once when I was on the way to band practice. All right, we got one. I always on try the to. Uh, I always try to listen to something really sad on the way to band practice to get me in the mood to create something. Why do you I don't think know you if need that's to a healthy to thing? Sad. I don't know. But I'm always like, let me get let me get myself real emotional before I go into band practice where I have to be really vulnerable. You've been enjoying anything by Grimes this year? I've never listened to Grimes in my life. She dropped a new single in January. She looks hot on it. Why do you ask? Do you like Grimes? I've never uh never given her much thought. Yeah, I like Grimes. I like her older stuff better. Uh she has some like EPs and she has like a yeah, she has an EP. I think it's called Crystal Ball EP or something like that. Um, it's been a while since I listened to her, but I love all that old stuff. It's great. Where she was just making beats on GarageBand and doing like ethereal vocals. The new stuff she's been making is cool, but I think it. I just kind of got soured to the whole thing when she... I learned some stuff about her that it, I was kind of like, eh, you know, I don't know if I'm super stoked on her, but I think she's cool overall and doesn't it doesn't really make sense to me that someone like her would be with Elon Musk but she grew up pretty affluent so you know it is what it is I think my favorite like in, in that world like electronic record has been the Let's Eat Grandma record called Two Ribbons mm-hmm. if anyone listening listen to that Magdalena Bay record I was really into last year it's in that vein Some Let's great Eat Grandma is a great electronic name. pop band yeah yeah great band name grandma it's an electronic group oh i see it's like yeah i mean like electronic pop you know it's not like sounds good i'll have to check it out that kind of vibe um, Not as good as the Magdalena Bay record, but I mean that was one of my favorite records from last year. So let me ask you: Has there been an album that you weren't that stoked about that we talked about or didn't talk about that you've come around to? Kind of. So I was stoked about it when we talked about it, but like 
I have grown so much more stoked about it, and that's the FKA Twigs. Capri oh, songs. really? I mean, I was into it, but like, mm-hmm. you know, I've listened to it at least once a month since it came out in like January. I, I, mean, I just think it's incredible. I saw, I think I that like, it got like top 20 on the Quietus' uh, halfway through 2022 album review list. I was surprised. Oh, I didn't know they did one. I, I got to look at that because mm-hmm. I mean, you always find some crazy I shit mean, from the Quietus. I mean, dude, I didn't know about any, any fucking album on there. I saw like three that I knew about. I know. I, I try to listen because like I have to wade through all the like instrumental noise projects that they put on there. Yeah. But sometimes I find something really cool. There's some cool stuff on there for sure. I need to I need to dip back into that. I have I feel like you spend a lot more of your downtime listening to music than I do. I feel like a lot of my downtime I do podcasts or I'm like watching TV in the background. Like when I when I'm at work, rarely do I listen to music. I mostly listen to like podcasts and like I'll put on a TV show or something. Yeah, it's mostly just when I'm at work, I'm listening to music. I don't listen to music that much. When I'm not working, honestly. I mean, maybe like when I'm cooking or taking a shower. But yeah. usually at work. Do you guys have like a shower set up where you can like keep your mask on and listen, like you have speakers in the bathroom? I have one of those, you know, in like some like old houses, the like short showers where like your head goes over the shower curtain. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. like the shower's not that tall because it was built back when people were shorter. So I can just kind of stand there and it's pretty easy to keep my mask from getting wet. Okay. I see. Yeah, FKA Twigs, that's a cool choice. I, I mostly just listen to Tears in the Club and... Um, it's, it's, I, I'm sorry, I don't want to make you cringe again, but it's, that was the banger of the winter. I loved that song. I loved... Uh, Everybody knows that I want your love. Why are you playing, baby boy? What's up? That song goes hard. Oh, And then she's love. just done a lot of cool... She put out this single... Um, this year, I'm going to look up the name that me and Courtney just listen to like every time we get in the car. Um, she did that music video of an X-Ray Specs song where she did like a dance choreography to it that was really amazing. Uh, the song I'm thinking of is called Bliss. Mm-hmm. And it was a song with some like goth boy cliff rapper named Young Lean. It's like a single oh, they did together. Oh, I never heard that. I need to listen to it. Dude, it's an all like, dude. We have listened to it like a hundred times. It's such a good song. Young Lean's awesome. Uh, have you listened to any of his music? He he doesn't have no, a lot of good music, song, but no. he's got yeah, some. He's got a couple of incredible songs. I kind of uh, I, with with a lot of those types of rappers, I kind of judge a book by its cover, and I'm like, oh, this sounds like a dumb SoundCloud rapper name. He is featured on all these great songs with other great artists. Like, um, I'm pretty sure he plays guitar on. That Frank Ocean song, um, Self Control. He plays guitar on that. Oh, yeah. Um, and he has One of my a. my favorite Frank Ocean songs. He has a song uh, where it's just piano and, it's, and the lines are like, it's really pretty. It's like, take a pill and go to sleep. I'll be dancing with my candlestick tonight. Something like that. It's really good. I'll send you the song. It's no Regina I think out of everything good. we've covered. The only thing that like I don't like is the weekend record. Really? I still I still listen to that all the time. I love it. I mean, I didn't like it when we did the episode. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's not your thing. I think every I think everything else we've covered, I have liked. I see you trying. And in Nick the Cave Seven Psalms. No offense. 
No offense to our Nick Cave fans. Uh, there was one guy who got mad at us because we didn't put Nick Cave on our top 10 records last year. Uh, listen, we love Nick Cave, you guys and gals and people, but we don't like him enough. If the, if the album's not good, it's not going on the Jubies, okay? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure Ghostine and Skeleton Tree were probably my favorite albums of those years, respectively. Mm-hmm. But we didn't and have Carnage the show. Carnage was really good. Carnage was great. Se- Balcony Man. Seven Psalms, though, is not going to be making the Jubies. I can mm-hmm. already tell you that. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're getting it. Ju- this just in from Blue the Intern Dog, and we just got a fax through our old fax machine, and it just said, and in the paper it said, Seven Psalms will not be on the Jubies. And then a paw print. Uh, Buffy, the HR dog, told me that other than your comment about how it's okay to make fun of Irish people, we have been pretty good this episode. Well, you didn't ask me, but the album that I feel like I really came around to... Uh, I was getting there. Okay. This is a freeform episode. Well, you had to throw in that jab from Buffy, the intern dog, who we all know is part of your figment of your imagination. Wait, I meant to say Buffy, the HR dog. Sorry. Buffy the HR dog. See exactly, and we all, and that's me gaslighting you. So Buffy's probably going to send a fucking letter about that too. Yeah, that's definitely against our code of ethics. Um, Jubilee Street Corp. Jubilee Street Corp LLC Inc. Cover all our bases. So please, what were you going to say? The album that? Well, you already kind of said though. You said Fontaine's DC. Is there another one? Yeah, that's it. That's just Fontaine's DC. I kind of. You were just trying to I make me didn't... feel bad. I wasn't. I, w- I wanted to talk more about it. I, I seriously had a change of heart with it. I put it on, like, last week, and I was like, oh, shit, this album goes hard. So, yeah, just throwing, I'm just throwing their name out there again. I just want people to know. People got to remember. Check it out. You know what I'm saying? Fontaine's DC, Sprints, FKA Twigs, The Weeknd. You know, check these names out. The Weeknd needs the recognition. So the last thing I had that I wanted to ask you about and talk about is trends is there anything you've noticed like seeming to be a trend in music right now any any genre any however you want to take that i think music's really boring right now i think i think that mainstream music's really boring i think that we've gotten a lot of interesting and compelling and amazing music this year for 2022 but i feel like it doesn't feel like it felt in like, like I just feel like we had some landmark years from like 2017 to 2019. And I feel like every year after that has kind of felt like less exciting. And I don't know why that is. I don't know if it's because my music change has gotten a little more insulated. I feel like it's gotten even less insulated with the podcast because we listen to stuff that I wouldn't normally spend any time on. So I get excited to listen to new music, but there hasn't been a project that I've been excited to listen to, like something I've been anticipating probably all year. So that's what I mean by music is boring right now. It's not that music is actually boring. That's just my experience. I feel like there's just not been a a whole lot of projects that I've been very excited about. I was really excited about some TV stuff that came out this year, but, and, uh, you know, books and comics and stuff like that, but mu- music just has seemed a little bit stale. Controversial? Maybe. What about you? Well, well, here's a couple of trends I've noticed that are actual trends and not just opinions. I feel like... Did you get that, Buffy? <laughs> I feel like there is a strong influence of country music. I don't know if it started with Lil Nas X and then morphed it, put its way into everything, but like... 
a lot of these indie records we've talked about, there's country harmonies all over the place. Rappers are using like slide guitar and their beats. I feel like you're just hearing elements of country everywhere. It, it's just kind of like the hot thing. There was like noodly emo and then those like shoegaze. And now I feel like everybody is sort of having a country influence. And I've been on that bandwagon too. Like I've listened to a lot of that kind of music in the past year. It just, I think for whatever reason, it's in the zeitgeist right now. Mm-hmm. The other thing I've noticed is, you know, we've talked about since we started this podcast, how like genres kind of going away. And I think that was really exciting at first, but now I think it's sort of growing old. I think especially in the genres I listen to a lot, like hip-hop and punk, I think everything is so open and there's so many possibilities that everything feels really unrefined. There hasn't been a lot of exciting hip-hop and punk music. That's what I'm trying to get at. I shouldn't have said because boring. Because I think, uh, I, I, I think uh, if some people maybe... Until they figured out what they wanted to explore, maybe rein things in a little. I feel like I hear a lot of like up and coming hip hop and punk groups that have a lot of potential, but just sound so all over the place. And I feel like maybe everything needs to rein itself in just a little. And I feel like such an old asshole saying that because that is so like something I would hate to hear when I was 18. But I gotta be honest. Yeah, in hindsight, I'm feeling bad that I said that music's boring right now. I think that's a pretty hurtful thing to say. Um, that wasn't my intention when I said it. It's just how I feel. And I think it's less that music's boring and maybe more that I'm boring. And I'm just sort of projecting that out and maybe, like, I've lost interest in, like, like I don't have a lot of bands or groups that I, like, follow now, you know? Like, there's certain things that I'm excited about, but I always feel like they're things that have already happened. I'm always late to the ball game. Um, so it might be just be kind of my, like, maybe sort of like a, like a depression that I haven't really dealt with or something like that. But I do kind of feel like there's a lot of stuff that's coming out that like maybe I personally am just not excited about. Maybe there's like, a, it's like they're sort of like filtering in this new wave of musicians and, you know, I don't know. It's hard to describe. I, I, I maybe want to re- like take back what I said about boring and maybe just kind of put it more on myself and just kind of like say that I guess an actual trend that I've noticed is like it all it like it, it seems like more than ever like kind of like what you said like that the sounds are all kind of melding into different things and like even Nick Cave is kind of like who would who would have thought like 20 years ago that he would be doing like a spoken word album it wouldn't have been like that out of character 20 years ago but there are a lot of musicians that are kind of pivoting and then you have stuff like you know I saw a bunch of people went to see Willie Nelson. I guess he was in Louisville the other night or near Louisville. And mm-hmm. like pe- people are like showing out for like country musicians that like five years ago were probably just going to like, you know, side and fightings at 2 a.m. or, you know, listening to ASAP Rocky. So like people's like music ch- is changing. We're getting older. So we're seeing the people around us, you know, their music choices are changing. Um, so. I really hope I didn't sound like an asshole to anybody who made it past me making that kind of pompous comment. It wasn't really my intention. Maybe I didn't sound pompous. Um, maybe after we record, Ian will be like, hey, own, maybe, maybe, own what you say. Maybe after the episode, Ian good. will be like, own what you say. Um, and I said it right now. You know, 
I guess like I do kind of own Another, it, but it's more so about me than the musicians. I don't want I don't want hardworking people to be like put down. But you don't you don't need to. It's all good. You don't need to. People know you, man. Another aspect I, I want to throw out there about all this is I think it's also a product of like we live in an era now where everybody records themselves. More and more people are mixing themselves. More and more people are like. Every step of the process, they're doing themselves. That's what Jake does with Gabriel Ha. And I think we're seeing maybe the negative effects of that is like, as soon as people get done with a project, they can immediately release it instead of letting things cook a little longer. Like, I'm seeing a lot of talent in hip-hop, but it's like this person that's really great at rapping, but they're just having their brother make the beats, and the brother sucks at making beats. Or it's a great producer... But they're just having their friend from math class rap over the beats, and the friend can't rap. Like, yep. You know, I feel like if people. I've seen a lot of people with talent that I wish to just like let things sit a little bit longer and just like find the people they need to find to work with and make those things really great. Yeah, and then you get people like Paranol, who was on our GBs last year. From he's a South Korean artist, where mm-hmm. he kind of embraces that home studio like bedroom studio kind of sound and it is really compelling because it sounds very full but it also sounds very much like you know it's got some clipping it's an auteur it's got yeah like it and it might not even be that it might just be like yo like this is the best i can do and i'm like 16 or 17 (laughs) you know 18 he might be more like 20 i don't remember yeah, that's the positive side of all of it. I'm talking about all the bad shit, but you're mm-hmm. you're making me see the silver lining. Like, well, we do get cool projects like that where it's like, who knows if a producer would have watered that down? Like, that was such a fully formed vision that was really cool. Exactly, and I I think that in a time period where everybody has access to mm, being able to be like even the worst person, like the person who is worst at music or sound sound production. If they buy a plug-in, they can make their shit sound, like, professional. But I think that's to the detriment sometimes because they just use all these plugins, and then there's none of their, like, heart and soul that's put in there, and it sounds much... It just sounds like, you know, you paid somebody a lot of money to make this sound like something that you like and not, like, something that, you know, you sound like. And then I guess the last trend is that I feel like a lot of people we grew up loving, just a a lot of musicians that have been around for a long time, I don't know if it's like post-COVID or if we're in a weird time, but I feel like they don't know what they want to write songs about. Mm -hmm. And it just feels like people don't care. Like Anyone in particular? Arcade, Like Arcade Fire put out an album and neither of us talked about that. Could you imagine that 10 years ago? Like No. I feel a lot of these like big institutions and like indie music or rap or I mean Kanye West put out an album this year. I haven't even listened to it. Uh, I feel like a lot of these like huge artists just seem to like not know what they want to do and it's just making these like projects that uh, just are kind of awkward. I mean, I definitely kind of felt like this was the year to me personally, like Kanye kind of faded for me as like being somewhat interesting. Um, And there's definitely a lot of people that we sort of grew up with, like you said, like like Arcade Fire and 
Um, you know, some of them have aged really well. Like, one Tricks Point Never is somebody I've followed since I was, you know, early 20s, and he's still doing really cool shit with, like, other artists and on his own. Um, Do you listen to that Soccer Mommy album that he produced? No, no, I didn't, do, I didn't listen to that. I, I, I like Soccer Mommy, though. Was it good? Um, I didn't like it too much. I think he is just probably kind of, like, trying to expand his universe, so to speak. Like, I think he's always produced people, but now, like, you know, because he's produced, like, major pop mm -hmm. artists, it's just going to happen more frequently, which is good. He's making, he, you know, he's making a living on it, so that's great. More, more props to him. Um, but no, I haven't heard that. But there has definitely been like, there's been a change of guard. Maybe that's also kind of my sentiment about music is boring is like, we're kind of in this in-between state where I don't really feel like there's, we used to kind of have this like vanguard, right? Like we had Kendrick, we had SZA, we had Frank Ocean, like, you know. Chance the Rapper. Not Chance the Rapper, but uh, we had this like, this like it just felt like this big movement of music and it was very direct and then we had blood orange and anoni and like we had like this like great 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 era of music and i feel like we're this in this like in between phase where like all of these people have kind of moved on to like different parts and stages of their career like Kendrick Lamar's album is kind of bittersweet because you know I've kind of speculated on my own that he might never put out like music again. Like he might just move into like producing like baby Keem and like kind of trying to help his cousin out. He might start doing like movies. He might be, he might start doing cool shit. Like, and then, you know, like flying Lotus and like that sort of like trip hop, er like era of like hip hop beats and like Jay Dilla influenced stuff. Like, Flying Lotus is still putting out music, but I listened to like his new single and I, I was really disappointed by it. Like, like disappointed sounds strong, but I just wasn't into it. And it, it makes me sad because Flying Lotus used to be somebody who I put on and was just like stoked. Like I saw him live in Miami. Like he's, he was one of my favorite artists, still is, you know, I still love his music, but I, I feel like that's more so the sentiment that I'm trying to get across is that music is in like this period of like change and I feel like we have all these different voices that are kind of like speaking up and like trying to take charge. But, you know, it feels very chaotic. It feels very disorganized. It feels very new. It feels like we're about to enter an era of like new music that's also tinged a lot with like that sort of tail end of like country influence that, like you said, Lil Nas X and now Orville Peck are kind of like throwing on to people not quite our age, maybe a little bit younger, but we kind of caught that tail end of it as well. Ian's asleep. Yeah, it's, it's wild. I, no, I'm, I'm, I was listening to you and taking in what you said. <laughs> I was just thinking about how I hear that everywhere. Like, I don't know if you heard that band Wednesday. They're like one of the, you know, hot new indie bands, and they have country harmonies all over the place. Mm -hmm. It's just like everywhere, and I just can't stop thinking about like 2015 when everyone was doing shoegaze, like you know, influenced guitar tones. I really, really like you know, Pity Sex back then. That was another band that kind of yeah. fell under that. Um, you know, I really, really feel like we're in this like weird period that was caused by COVID because I feel like, could you imagine if COVID hadn't happened and life had continued as normal? Like everything got backed up, music changed, like people got hit hard. Like COVID actually happened. Like it, it, it was a real, real thing for everybody. And, you know, 
that's kind of what I'm trying to get at is like music feels weird now. It feels like it's being released differently. It feels like it's being received differently than it did two years ago. And that's really more so what I'm trying to get across is like it feels different. And I'm also, I'm full of shit. Like Tyler, the creator, put a record out last year, right? Tyler was kind of, in my opinion, leading that, so to speak, like vanguard of musicians, like where these were all the people that we were looking to for like, put out a new record, Anoni, put out a new record, Blood Orange. It'll be amazing. It'll be a moment. You know, we'll be stoked about it. You know, and then Igor happens in 2019. And, you know, that was sort of that last huge moment. And then, you know, bomb drop. COVID hit. So I don't know. I mean, I know that people are tired of hearing the COVID talk. We're ready to move on. That's my ending sentiment is like, I feel like music is moving in this direction. Something big is coming. It feels like there's something big coming. We have had all of this super compelling music that's come out. Tell me if there was anything that came out five years ago that sounded like Black Country New Road, you know? Well, at least we got a Drake record this year. I know you really enjoyed that. So, so are we are we done? Do we want to move on to Ian's live music corner? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. That that's great. And and again, I know you said to like just stand by what I said. I do, but I also don't want to be a dick, and I don't want to be one of I don't want to turn into one of those old guys that are like music's not like how it was, and like that's not my sentiment. Um, no, I'm just saying I think people know what you meant. Yeah, so if you're listening and, and you have any thoughts about that, we have a podcast email, uh, jubileestreetpod at gmail.com. Email us. We haven't gotten an email from anybody in a while. We would love to hear from you. Uh, you can also message us at jubileestreetpod on Instagram. Uh, I check those messages like every day. Um, haven't heard from anybody on there in a while, so if you want to reach out, say hi, give us your thoughts. We're there. Uh, now we're going to Ian's Live Music Corner. Okay, so I live. Is this thing on? What? That's part of the. It sounds beautiful. Part of the, that's part of the intro. It's it's like Ian's so, live music corner, and then you put some little radio static in there. Is this thing on? <laughs> so I live right across the river from Louisville, mm-hmm. and I saw Frank Turner was coming to Louisville. Mm-hmm. Someone me and Jake saw together, at least once. I don't know if you ever saw him meet Scalali, but him we at saw him Mercury like, Ballroom. Yeah, I remember that. Um, so I thought about going, but I was like, I don't know. And he's doing this 50 states in 50 days thing where he's trying to play a show in all 50 states in 50 days. But some days he's doubling up. He's playing two shows in two states so that when he gets to the West Coast, you know, he can have a day for travel and still get it done in time. So they, a couple of weeks ago, he added an Indiana show the same day as Louisville show, and he was playing in New Albany, which is the little town I live in. It is a little town. The buildings are small. And he was playing a lunchtime show at this place called the Enchanted Forest. You love lunchtime. So, I mean, I I don't like staying up late. I love a show. You told me the show was going to start at 2 p.m. Remember when you went to see Lucero? Yeah. That was a lunchtime show. Oh, oh, yeah. I was thinking, I saw them like a month ago with Jawbreaker. But yeah, the WFBK. Mm -hmm. Live at lunch. Um, so I was like, hell yeah, I'll, I'll go to that. I wasn't planning on going to the show, but it's less than a mile away from my house and nice outside show. I'll go to that. So I go. It's like 110 degrees. You know how hot it's been in Louisville. You've seen. <laughs> it's been so hot. It was, dude, it was so hot. Luckily, there were trees, so there was shade, but it was like miserable. 
and I'm watching him play. It's cool, but I don't like anything Frank Turner's done since like 2010. So I'm not that into the songs. Well, then out of nowhere, this lightning storm starts. Like how it goes in the Midwest in the summer, at least. Like just out of nowhere, there's lightning everywhere. Like really close, like really fucking loud. And then Yo. this goes on for a couple minutes. Everyone's just kind of like laughing. And then a lightning bolt strikes like right, be- right behind Frank Turner. I don't know how far away it was, but it looked really close. And it knocks the power out instantly. So there's no power. So he just pl- starts playing, you know, with no electricity, just yelling. And then it starts raining, like, like the floodgates have opened. It's just like pouring buckets of water on everyone. Like, I've, I'm soaked like I, g- I got out of a pool. Wow. So this place is, like, attached to a bar. So they're like, uh, everybody's running to the bar. The bar can, can barely hold all these people. So the bar has no electricity. It's hot as fuck. Everyone runs in there. Everyone's wet. Frank Turner's just playing in the bar. And it was just like a really cool, magical kind of moment. Yeah, Everyone's awesome. singing along. Everyone's soaking wet. There's no electricity. It's really dark in there. And he just plays until the storm stops. And, you know, then he's got to head to Louisville to do a sound check. Wow. But it was uh, like a really cool, memorable moment. How smart for him to do two shows in basically the same place in a day, but it counts as two states, right? Yeah, I looked at the, like, route, and he's doing that a lot. Like, he'll be right on the border mm-hmm. and play two shows. Yeah, that's you the know. only way you that's can a do big, it. Yeah, it's like a, it's a lofty that's a huge experiment to try tour. to do that. Is he touring with a band or by himself? So some of the shows are by himself, mm-hmm. the ones, like, during the day. The nighttime shows are full band, and he's touring with two other bands. I'm not sure who, who though. That's really awesome, dude. I Good don't for him. That's that, that. It was a free show, right? No, it was like twenty dollars. So you you guys paid to go. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, that's awesome. What a so cool is, story. So is Jake? Biblical. Well, it's that's that's the the peak of the story. Mm-hmm. So as Jake knows, last week we had another crazy storm. Mm-hmm. Louisville's just getting hit hard this year. He had to do a quote. And we had some damage in our backyard, like a, a, a huge part of a tree fell into our yard, and we had to get it all chopped up, cleaned up, all that. So me and Courtney are joking, like, man, what if another tree fell? And <laughs> sure enough, sure enough, we pull into our street, and another tree has fallen. The same tree, another huge branch off of it, has fallen again in, like, the same exact spot. So no way. Yeah. So what are the odds? We had to get that taken care of again. Had to come to have the guy come back out, pay him again Jake from State Farm. Our Internet, our Internet's been out. I just got done working before we started recording. I didn't tell Jake about any of this. Oh, wow. Because our Internet didn't come back till like 11, 11 or so. Um, so I wasn't able to start working until then. Jesus. And Christ, that sounds stressful. Yeah, it was just uh, Hard day. No luck with this weather. Wow. That's rough. But still, dude. I'll remember that show the rest of my life. It was a really cool moment. And uh, I'm, I'm glad it turned that way because I was like, I'm not that into this. I don't like these songs that much. And then it turned into something really magical. That's why we go to shows, right? You never know what's going to happen. No, that, that's exactly why I go to sh- for those moments where it was like something goes wrong and it's like, 
they have to on the fly figure out what to do. I mean, that was we lived off of that when we played music together, like gear breaking or like something happens, like that stuff's exciting to me, and then you got to like figure it out, and then some sometimes something really cool happens. Yeah, the best thing about those V Animo shows is I never knew how they were going to go. I just knew that I had to keep up with Corey. That's all I. That's all I. Yeah, planned. and. I know some people hate that, but I, like, thrive off of that chaos. I, I love just, like, anything could happen. It's part of what we did. It's part of what makes music yeah. great, you know? That was, there was chaos. Chaos came around to play for Frank Turner, you know? I love a little bit of chaos at a show. I mean, that's the thing is, like, so, it could have happened somewhere else, and he got struck by lightning and died. And then you still would have had an unfortunate but crazy story to tell about going to see Frank Turner. Yeah, it was like, dude, it was lightning everywhere. Like, you just know those like those summer storms. Like, well, you're right so by the water too. Fast. Yeah, and I was like, we are. Everyone's under. There's like a ton of trees right here. I was like, someone, this could be bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm glad everybody's okay. That's a great story. So yeah, that's uh, live music corner. Thank you, Ian, for sharing for the live music corner. I haven't seen any. Oh, you know, I saw some stand up comedy. I saw Mark Normand live uh, at the Comedy Store in La Jolla. He was super funny. Um, I saw another guy named Zoltan, who's Hungarian, who was also super funny. He opened for Mark. Um, but that's all I've seen live recently. I don't have any music planned right now. Uh, I think Zoltan sounds like the name of that guy in Atlanta. Who is that guy, that like influencer, who's just like annoying, like following them around? Remember that oh. episode of Atlanta? Yeah, I can't think of his name, but that guy sucked. What was that guy's name? That's who I thought of when he said Zoltan. Oh, no, his name's just Zan. Zan. Yeah, yeah that's right, Zan. Um, <laughs> that's one of my favorite episodes. That, that episode sucks. It's so uncomfortable. It's a great episode. Um, but yeah, everybody, that's Halfway to Jubies. Um, if you haven't listened to the episodes that we talked about at the beginning, uh, they're all available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and wherever else you get your podcast entertainment. Um we also have hours of other content about Nick Cave and other records that we talked about in the past. If you want to check out what the Jubies are like, we have two Jubie episodes for 2021 and 2020. I'd recommend checking those out if you want some music recommendations. Um, I actually have a new feature that I'm excited to announce um, if you made it this yes. long. Um, I don't know what it is. I connected, I, I set up a server, quote unquote, on Discord, which is similar to Slack. Um, it's used a lot by gamers. I just happened to make it. I had some extra time. Um, I haven't really like been, it's, it's like a community thing. So we need people to join. So if you go to our Instagram page in our LinkedIn bio or our, our link tree bio, there's a link there. You click it and then you scroll down and it'll take you to our discord page. If you go, it'll open up an invite and it'll let you join the Discord. And you can start posting in there. You can ask us questions. You can post about shit you like. Um, you can post funny memes or pictures. I've created a couple of like sub forums on there about music, movies, food. Um, if there's something that you want added, you can ask and I'll get that done. You might be able to do it yourself. It's really kind of a new thing for me. I'm learning it, but I thought it would be a cool way to like try to foster some community so if you're interested it's there it's free oh. um you know i will have to uh i didn't even i'll have to join i have discord on my phone for my kingdom hearts discord <laughs> so i can join this and i can just use it to annoy you all day yeah just uh message me and um for those who don't want to annoy me and just hang out uh the link is open um 
if you need help figuring it out, you can message me. Uh, I'm not an IT guy, so my knowledge is limited. But check that out. It's pretty cool. Um, I just thought it'd be a cool way to connect with people from over overseas who are Nick Cave fans or people who don't like our take on um, Skinty Fia or maybe like want to know more about why I think music maybe, is boring. Maybe Nick himself will pop up there. Maybe so, you know, and maybe that that guy with the hazmat suit will show up too. But um, Ian, unless you got anything else, I, I, I think it's time to say goodnight. No, good night, everybody. Peace out. We'll see you back at the Jubies. Uh, yeah. And a lot of times before Just be then. prepared for the Jubies. Get your tuxedo ready, you know, iron your slacks, get some popcorn. We'll be sending out invites soon. Invites will be coming out. Uh, BYOBs, as we like to call them, also known as RSVPs. Um, Jubies forever. See you soon. <laughs>